From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Lights, stamina, action, I'm a rock star. Check the crowd reaction, I'm like, lights. You know, it Heard is. Heard this and could not stay off it. It is, dare I say, ludicrous that this guy hasn't come out with an album recently. Uh, if I could rock, it would feel like this. That's ABX, the hood internet, put that together. Of course, ludicrous. Love it. Uh, it is ludicrous that we have the guest that we have today on the show. I'm actually really excited to have this guy on because he comes in here. Uh, with comes at it from a different angle than we do, which is always good. If, if you haven't listened to the Bill Burr episode, you know that uh, that you know, debate, healthy, healthy debate. It makes for great listening. Yeah, let's hope it's a healthy debate today. We have a lot to talk about. And when, you know, obviously so much has been happening in the world of sports. I mean, we, we were going to sit down. You know, we were all set this week to talk about, you know, Trump's assault on the NFL. And we'll get into that with our guest, by the way, Dave, Dave Smith, Smith, who has a new stand-up special uh, coming out, which we're... Liber- it's out. It's out. Libertas. And uh, he uh, he also does a, a podcast, I believe, with Big J Okerson. He's out York. of that crew in New York, and, and he's just, he's a really interesting, great comic. He has some truly awesome and interesting takes, and then takes that we don't agree with. So I'm, I'm really excited to get into it and talk about it. So we were going to talk NFL, and we we will talk with him, but then this whole thing comes out about the NCAA, where and suddenly we're like, "Oh snap, we got to talk about that." So that is what we're going to jump into right now. And then later on the show, phone call from Steven Seagal. He has moved to Russia, right? Apparently moved to Russia. He's there now, and he has so, thoughts about. He a has lot of thoughts, things. but he weighs in on everything. Everything that we're going to talk about today. So uh, stay tuned for that. But let's but I get into talk this about thing. This, this FBI sting, which is kind of unbelievable. Four for- people. Probably going to jail, I, which I don't know for how long. I mean, they say facing eighty-year prison sentences. Let's get into it and explain it so you, in case you don't know what happened. The this FBI, week. Uh, based on a tip from something else that had nothing to do with college uh, basketball. Yeah, that's how investigations happen, dummies. They get a tip about one thing and then it opens up another thing, and then there there you was go. a tip that money was flowing from uh, shoe companies, shoe companies through, and also agents, sports agents. Flowing through universities uh, and being distributed out to a to- third party, and then cash being given to the family families of prize recruits to get those recruits to, to come go to specific universities that that have the deal, the shoe deal with specific uh, shoe companies. We're talking about Adidas. This is not NCAA. Talking about, I'm not talking about uh, Lecoq Sportif. Uh huh. We're not, not talking, talking about, about Under Lotto. Armour. We're not talking about Under Armour. We're talking about the big deal, Adidas. Adidas. And there's someone from Adidas, a honcho over there who's facing jail time. Mm-hmm. Four people, ten, 10 other coaches. And what we're hearing across the board is that this is the tip of the iceberg, Randy. This is something that's been going on forever. And we're talking about it in terms of college basketball. And you knew something was going on. When the same five schools, Kansas, Kentucky, if you want to say, uh, Louisville, I mean, there are certain schools Duke. Well, which, you know, again, these things haven't been proven yet about Kentucky or Duke or nothing's been proven or North Carolina. Schools. I mean, th- North Carolina was dealing with an academic scandal. But those school, the, the, the same schools 
every year get the top recruits. And look, yes, you can chalk it up to, well, there's a phenomenal coach at this school. This it's is a, a factory to get you to the NBA. All those things I buy, and I think people bought that for a long time. When you see a school that maybe hasn't been on the radar suddenly getting a lot of great recruits, then you perk your ears yeah, up. Yeah, like when Baylor football got good, all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're letting in rapists, right? Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. So what happened is... This got found out because some dude, they, a tip came out. They some went, guys undercover. went undercover. They unveiled a lot of shady things going on. A lot of coaches. And what's weird is that assistant coaches, Randy, assistant coaches are the ones who are facing jail time, which to me is the one that hurts the most because those aren't the guys who deserve to go down. Because the they're head, the ones who are doing the bidding for the head coach. They're the ones who are the who are getting their hands dirty while the head coach sits back. Look, Patino lost his job today. Yeah, he's gone. And Patino so did the out. AD. His 15 seconds of fame, his 15 <laughs> seconds of fucking that university is over. He bent them over the table of universities in the back of an Italian restaurant. restaurant did them for education system. Did them for 15 seconds and then slid out. But look, what I'm saying... And what, what to me, I actually think this is a good thing for college basketball when the dust clears. I think for certain people, they're going to be upset. And certain people are, are, you know, someone's saying, look, Louisville deserves the death sentence for a year as a, as a basketball program. Wow, that's big. A lot of people could lose their jobs over that. A lot of people, a lot of industries in a town that, that lives off of basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of side industries that pop up around these things. I'm not saying we should lose college basketball, but I think the playing field needs to be leveled. And I will say this. In terms of you think of women's college basketball, that's right. The success of the UConn Huskies and their inability to be challenged until this year, where they lost in the semifinals mm-hmm. of the NCAA tournament, Which was I would argue arguably the, the most, most important game in the history of women's college basketball, the most exciting moment in college basketball, bigger than last. Pat Summit's thousandth win, bigger than the eighth title in a row, whatever the Huskies had. Mm-hmm. That was the moment. Why? Because it was a step towards parity, and if we can have parity. In college basketball, you will have more interest from the casual fan. Bigger than when Rebecca Lobo cut that rap album? I don't know about that. She was La Lobo? Look, I think, Randy, we need It was parody. a combination of acoustic guitars and rap. La Lobo. Small. Lo, los Lobo. She's the one. La, los, lo, las Lobo. She's La Lobo. Look, I think... Parody is what will save college basketball. I agree. This is a step towards that. If it is, then good. Then good that this is being exposed. And you know what? It was over, Randy? $100,000. $150,000. This goes back to what we were talking about on this show. With Eric ago. Griffin episodes ago. And Eric Griffin wasn't hearing any of it. And what we were saying is pay your college players legitimately through the university put it in an escrow account if when, you graduate and when you graduate no matter when it is even if you go get your degree when you're 28 29 years old when you graduate that money is yours if you do not graduate if you go to the nba early go fine. go make that money you know people are saying the one and done who are you saying who are you listening to you said the one and done in college Mark Schlaubach, Schlaubach was saying who's from ESPN. A, from ESPN was saying the one and done is ruining college basketball one year in the program you get one year and then they're this gone this is where the corruption comes in trying to get these kids get these kids for the who one don't year don't want to be in college so who don't I have an say, interest in education so then the answer is let kids come out of high school and go right into the NBA. Lose the one and done. If you're not going to force kids to be there all four years, lose the one and done. It's- and I guarantee you the NBA is a league that will not just continually throw tons of money at kids who are not ready, at projects that they have to work on. Do you want to be the next Darius Miles? The human highlight reel? And star in a – he was an amazing high school player. Yeah. And then he's starring in a movie about the SATs. Yeah. I'd rather be Darius Rucker. 
Well, the idea that like, okay, so a guy has a lot of promise, a lot of talent. If he can't help the NBA team right away and you waste a first-round pick on him. Or a third-round pick or mm-hmm, a fourth-round mm-hmm. pick. You know, yeah, it's not the market will kids. correct itself in that way. If you are a high schooler who, like LeBron, can go straight from high school and make it in the NBA and lead a franchise, fine, you'll do that. There's one LeBron per every generation. Mm-hmm. That's what there is. Uh, this story will continue to unfold. I think it's a good thing. I think I think a lot of people there's going it's going to be a mess. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs. I think a lot of programs are going to take the some fact hits. that Patino went down and Patino does not have a first. He'll he'll resurface somewhere. He'll go to like UAB or some weird shit like that and surface. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the fact that he of such a high profile. I mean, they won the national championship in 2012. Vacated. They beat our they vacated now. Yeah. They beat our University of Michigan team. It's interesting because we complain all the time when John Beeline, the coach, coach of Michigan, whiffs or misses out on a big-time recruit. And There what, have been the amount of five-star recruits that, that Michigan— Michigan's been in the mix in the final three or four or four, but always whiffs, always misses out on them. And we get so upset. We're we like, get angry. Why are we, like, why are we whiffing? I'll oh, tell you why we're Here's living. the reason. Because we're clean. Because the program is clean. We're not dropping off $29,000 worth of poker chips on someone's uncle's front porch. It's not happening. And you know what? Today is the day that we're actually proud of that. You know, six months from now, we'll go back to being mad about it. <laughs> about not getting those recruits. Uh, but it is an interesting – some people I have heard say it is one of the darkest days in college basketball history. I'm going to turn around and say it's one of the brightest days. This is There is a light at the end of the tunnel of, uh, of disparity between a few programs that have a ton of talent and everyone else. Yeah. And I think this might be the beginning of the type of parity that will make college basketball uh, exciting again and make a lot more schools – excited about their prospects every year and make coach put a premium on coaching instead of only getting blue chippers uh all right when we come back on the other side of this break got a lot to talk about dave smith dave smith get into his politics and the end and how they i'm anxious to hear how he is going to because politics and sports right now are strange bedfellows but they're together we'll get into it don't go anywhere god damn kanye made a great album no more parties in la sklar brothers view from the cheap seats stay with us no more parties in LA. Please, baby, no more parties in LA. No more parties in LA. Please, baby, no more parties. Hey, everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on black owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Saleti Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting-edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern-day renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the Black-owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. 
At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Dell EMC. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're thrilled to have this guy on. Really enjoyed your special. Yeah, uh, watch the special, and I'm gonna go as I'm gonna go as Latin as I can go. I'm gonna fucking lib- I'm gonna build liber- a, I'm gonna build a wall around my pronunciation of this libertas and make Mexico pay for it. <laughs> libertas uh, is the name of the stand-up special. You can get it on the Gas Digital Network. His name is, and tell me if I'm pronouncing this right. <laughs> and is this Dave, Dave Smith? Oof, you nailed. No Did one I ever get gets it? it. No one ever gets it. That's... And I and I'm wondering if I'm putting the right emphasis in the right places. Dave, Dave Smith. Smith sounds like the guy who was brought in to lose to like Ric Flair <laughs> in like every wrestling. He's match. like the guy who There's shows a, a huge, wrestling match. Ricky like, the Dragon Steamboat. That, his, that guy would always be in, in the ring. ring in the ring already. Yeah. No jacket. No, ja- no warm up jacket. He just came in. Not, doesn't get a theme just song. Just leaning into the ropes. Just pulling, pulling back. back on the ropes and like maybe his doing, opponent uh, Wayne Dave, Dave, Dave Smith. And he wouldn't even like land a blow. He would no. just you, the wrestler would just run all of his moves. Oh, he on landed you. a few blows. <laughs> Oh, show. That's how he got into the match. Oh, show. Uh, Dave Smith. Though, Dave Smith is the guy who is too ethnic to start on BYU. Yeah, Dave, Dave Smith. Smith. Dave Smith. That's right. Uh, New Yorker through and through. Got it through the special. Uh, and fascinating to watch special. There are so many great uh, just concepts and ideas that you played out. My favorite being, and I don't want to give it away, but I'll walk up to the edge so that people can enjoy it after the fact. Uh, the idea about uh, why do we give a shit that Secret Service men are with hookers? I mean, uh, I think there's in some way you're like, shouldn't you be protecting the president? But oh, we're talking about off time, off time. Yeah, it was on the that I was I was very specific off about the that. Clock. This is when off the clock. It's not like they were supposed to be who protecting cares? Obama and who, banging hookers. The, who cares? It was also like you know the thing where they got. By the caught. way, with they're protecting Trump, I don't give a shit. You should you be with a hooker whenever. You like sh- you can just it, all the time. The Best thing you could do for the country right now is, is to just be go with bang a hooker. Go bang, a hooker. go bang a hooker at any time. But they were down there. They were in Colombia, and it was two weeks before Obama got down. Like they send him down, go set up. You know, for, and how long does it take to really set up for we, the president? It's like a day's work. That's you know what two weeks. I call that advance work. That's part of the advance. You are doing advance work by putting your flag in the country, so to speak. We gotta lay down some ground rules. We gotta lay some pipe. Don't go over into this neighborhood. Why? Jeff understands. He was in there. Well, I can tell you the hooker's vagina isn't made of poison. No, They're not no. using that to kill the president. So yeah. check that off the There's list. There's no Sinai. Guys, there. we cleared that area. It's like, you know how like when the SEAL Team 6 goes in to get Obama and they're like, we like they, they the gun comes around the door. It's like, we, we took We've the vagina it. out of the picture. Like he's begging the hooker and he just has to make a fist yeah. and then like a go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold it. And then he does like a quick... <laughs> And then the, uh, like a whole two fingers, group. two fingers. <laughs> He's two fingers deep in this scenario. Uh, I love that, and they're you know, and and, and so just a great. Say thank you, by the way, for the compliment. Oh, you're, you're so welcome, like dude. Just, of course, you just said nice things, and then I just let that go. You like, did let it go. Yes. You took it in. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> Where'd you shoot the special, by the way? It was at a, a really cool theater on the Upper West Side of Manhattan called the Triad Theater, which yeah. my buddy Louis J. Gomez, who mm-hmm. produced and directed it, he he was like, I know where we need to do this. Yeah, like you got to really come to this place, and it was really because it's like a small theater, but you had that nice but, up shot uh-huh. down that looked really cool on it as well. I like, well done, well done all the way around. I want you guys to check it out, and and. 
you know, truthfully, as we sit here on the political st- spectrum, like we and I know you've encountered people like this all the time. Like we're we're in a different spot than you. We feel sure. differently and and about about I actually don't feel differently about everything that you say about Trump up to the time he became president. I'm actually like so you made so many observations that I was like, yeah, this motherfucker ran against politics. You can't win when the person going against you is the, the embodiment most, of he's politics. The, she was the epitome Absolutely. of politics. Look, say whatever you want. Believe any side you want to. And I've uh, my sister worked for the Hillary Clinton campaign. Like I know a lot of people who are like in you know her her team. Her but special it's, was it's, really funny though too. I her, want to say her stand up special. It's no, 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 called uh, sister, what, what went wrong. Oh, your sister. <laughs> your sister special about uh, Hillary. She, she uh, said, if I did it, equally funny. Yeah, right. If I want it, if but I want she, it. It was a powerful moment, like such a powerful moment in those debates when she would be like, and we're going to fix communities and make better jobs. And 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 then he'd be like, you've been here for 30 years. How come you haven't done it yet? Right. And like that's – say whatever you want to. That's powerful. Like that's a a powerful position to own. Obama owned that space too. Obama owned that space against McCain. You know, it was like you've been here. He totally did. did. And now I'm like, "Ah, McCain, why couldn't you fucking run? Like I'd take a a break. Crazy guy with a tumor and and just – that that feels, but yeah. but you're right. He absolutely wanted it, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to give away too much because I did really like the analogy of the guy, the the. I want to say fifth grade, but I think you said eighth grade. I said eighth grade. Eighth yeah. grade. My kid's in seventh grade now, so I would bump it down to a few grades because you don't have kids, but I would bump it down a few grades. But you said eighth grader who goes up and delivers a book report after not reading the book at all. And the teacher's like, all right, you pass. You pass. And like the people in the front who did all the work are like, are you fucking kidding me? We did all the work. And then you're in the back going, good for you for doing it. And I, again, up until the time that he is president, I'm like, sure, sure. You're I, right. I, I agree with you. The second he becomes president, the second half of your bit, and this is what I would write to the second half of your bit, is like, then the principal said, okay. Then the rest of the kids said, okay, buddy, you didn't read that book and you did a shitty job on your book report and you just kind of looked, kind of said the right things up there. Why don't you create the policy for how the parents pick their kids up uh, after school? And that dummy is like, yeah, just drive up on the playground. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There are kids playing on the playground. And he's like, you just ran over three Mexican kids. And he's like, eh, fucking they're Mexican kids. Who cares? And you're like, whoa, okay, wait a minute. We just fucking went too – you know what I mean? Like you got too much. I mentioned especially that we put Trump in charge – we've put Donald Trump in charge of the most powerful military in in the world's history. I mean, yeah, like – but it's just kind of like obviously that's what's going on and that's insane. But it's but, but it's a comment on how far we've all fallen, how far the culture's fallen, that politics have fallen, that this could happen. No, no, like, no. Like it's, he, it's, he is a pro he, in the in the very fact that he is the mirror, and and we're gonna get no, to it, sports. It is, my, it is Mike Judge idiocracy come to life. Yes, that movie became Dude, a reality yes. 50, 60 years before before it actually he happened. Said, you know, in the timeline of go, his life. Yes, go watch like uh, idiocracy. Go watch, um, but, but I'm saying like just to prove the point of idiocracy, if you already know are familiar with the the like idea go watch a gore vidal debate william f yes. buckley Done and it. then turn on Done today and it. watch like you know cnn it's like big blue red dripping I dumb i know like it's just stupid it's totally. like everyone's talking to a stupid crowd and then it was an interesting thing when people would be like trump would be like i'm gonna bring back your jobs and everyone's like he has no idea how to bring back jobs so when he's up against a professional like hillary clinton he's gonna look stupid and then they'd be like hillary clinton what's your plan about police brutality and she's like Bring people together with communities. And you're like, 
Oh, that's the same thing. It's literally well, the same thing. It's nothing. Well, she you didn't have, no have the she didn't have the right answer, and he really spoke to dumb people in the country and said, like, and I, not, I will I will fucking save you, and I'll be the one to save you. And we you know, need a bully around. And, let's and, let's and, be real. None of them are speaking to smart people. The dumb far outweigh the outnumber the smart. And playing to the smart is a losing uh, is playing a losing to the smart is a losing prospect. Playing, playing to the politically and forget even smart because there's really real, smart people who correct, just don't know politics. Or correct or yes, real. Like it's not he. You said it that he he blew out the fucking matrix he cha- he basically figured out a way to go and by the way he lost the popular vote by three million sure. votes and fucking so and that's something he will never reconcile and that is the thing that he's such a thin-skinned piece of shit that like his he he can't overcome the fact that this country did not elect him the gerrymandering and the fucking all of the electoral well, college yeah but a lot of that isn't just gerrymandering it's the fact that like california and and new york and these huge population states like she ran up the numbers no matter what you do with that you know it's like so but the but the yeah, point but is even with that's that for the people even <laughs> that's, with that's that, where the people are sure sure and maybe you can make an argument for for like a, a direct democracy versus uh, i mean there are arguments i for would both, make an argument for two countries I, that's i, I would agree fucking with that make an argument for I two countries maybe more than two but it certainly is an <laughs> argument that why should – the idea of democracy in general I think has been somewhat exposed. Like why should whoever can rally the most dummies up to vote for uh, – they should get a say on someone else's freedom? And here's where to we, me, that's crazy. And here's where we differ because I believe it should tr- – you should try to save it, although I'm now believing that there should be two countries. But well, that- I feel like what, is the, what does it do – the fact that we have it, like, we're a so federation different. that we're, we're all together. In. Like, what, what does it do? To me, at this point, it allows a lot more evil than good. Like, it's like, okay. Equal. Uh, we do have, it gives us a better team for the Olympics. 100%. I'll give you that. That's the best. That's probably the best case scenario. Better gymnastics team. Better gymnastics. We'll gymnastics win the women's is, overall. And gymnastics is still the sport where people will drop their kids off and say, we don't care if you're molested by the coach or anything. Just make my kid a champion. My yeah. daughter's in gymnastics, and not that they are doing that, but I'm saying you can see the parents who would allow their kids to just be like, make her a champion. I don't care if you touch her. That's, like, that creeps me out, especially when it's like those oppressive countries that are really good at gymnastics. Yeah, you're, like, you're like, why what are you do they do? So, what, what is China doing? doing? Well, it's why they're are no great U.S. tennis stars anymore? Like because men, the idea men. male tennis stars because the idea of dropping your son off at in Nick Bolatari and letting him just live in a fucking basically Abu Ghraib for like to, and, and not get fed and and be it's treated creepy. like shit. You can't do that anymore. The, as a parent, the, the but one you could kid, do it in the eighties. The one tennis player who has a shot. The one American tennis player is an African immigrant, the son of an African immigrant who worked whose at a father. Country. Is the groundskeeper at a tennis academy? So he lives at the tennis academy, and the dad's like, "I got to do my job. Right. You can just hang around and do whatever you want to do all day here at the tennis academy." So he's already just thrilled to be at a place where he's not living in a hole in the ground, and he's also he's at a place where they appreciate what he's doing. And the dad's like, "Take him all day. I, yeah. I can't. I can't do it." And so he has a ton, Tiafo. Tia, yeah. His name yeah. Tiafo. Yeah. Amazing. And he's like, he took Federer to five sets. He is America's next great potential male hope in the tennis. And how are we? Because I don't know. I don't really follow tennis that way. Like, what do we in male tennis? What do we have now in like the top twenty players? We no don't. One. No. no one. Jack, Jack Sock, which to me sounds like the thing you stick on the door of your dorm room when you're masturbating. You the sock you masturbate great, into to let that's you know. A great name yeah. for the Jack, Jack, Jack Sock, right? Uh, him, hey, he, I gotta go back. I gotta go study in the room. You can't get in there. Jack Sox, Jack Sox <laughs> on the door. Jack Sox, Jack Sox, on, the Sox door. on the door. Uh, John Isner, who's like six nine, and he he's like twenty fifth. Yeah, I mean, like you just don't have anybody in the 
approaching that type. Although this guy Tiafo seems like he might be a, He's a better player. My buddy right. Joe List, uh, who's very very funny, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, funny. he went to the uh, U.S. US Open, Open and yeah. he said it's like the greatest live sports. Dude, event. it like, is awesome because it goes it, late. People get drunk, drunk at a tennis match. It's in Flushing, Queens. Yeah, yeah. it's right out by the airport, right out by Old. And Joe's Chase a big Stadium. sports guy. Just he goes to like everything: like big football, baseball, basketball. It, it's, these are giant Arthur Ashe Stadium. Are these giant stadiums? Yeah. You think you think of tennis, you're like, well, it's like me and five hundred people watching Serena Williams play. No, it's like 20,000 people. I went to Wimbledon when my wife's brother lived in Wimbledon, and I just went and saw it. And now we watched it a ton as when we were kids. We're a lot older than you, and so when we were kids, it was like McEnroe and Borg and Connors, and we had U.S. tennis players to yeah. root for that were winning Wimbledon. But even when I was a kid, it was like Agassi and Sam. Right. Okay, and so like, those, those guys, guys were good. Right. Like, I mean, so those- I went to Wimbledon. And we used to watch Wimbledon, and I just went there and looked in at center court, and nobody was there. It was completely empty, and I cried. I was like, "This is so beautiful to look at." The U.S. Open is not that experience. The U.S. Open is like, this fucking rock and roll. This yeah. is fun. It's lively. It's, it's outdoors. The, you go back and watch Jimmy Connors versus Aaron Krikstein, another American. It was the semifinals when Connors was like 40 years old or 39 years old, and he had no business being there. And he was down two sets to none, and he fought his way back. Phenomenal. Go That's watch really old for tennis, right? Tennis yeah, is, a young, is a young old. person's it's game. It's super old. And, ha- and tennis and, players are like in dog years. So at that <laughs> point, he was 168. <laughs> there was an amazing 30 for 30. Cataracts terrible like had a, to come out in a walker it was a great 30 for 30 about that uh, also about how connors was sort of Crickstein's mentor and then after he beat him in that match he, he was kind of, kind of a dick he, he although we met jimmy connors who's actually half sweet guy. I'm, I'm not sure i've ever seen a bad 30 for 30 i think it's like a range of like i i like it to it's the greatest thing i've ever uh, yeah, seen absolutely just amazing yes. some of them are just because to me the history of something will always be exciting so i i'm curious now that we are talking politics and sports about it's the your, best time ever to mix them uh, together, ever. by the way. This well, your week. thought on Trump like dipping his toe in the I'm going to take down well, the clearly NFL. Clearly, it was a distraction I, from all the other shit. He is going to get found guilty by Mueller. He is going to go to jail. He, he will, is going to get ass raped. He will have to, be, he will have to resign. We don't put American presidents in jail. No, he Nixon will have didn't to go resign. to jail. He's not going to jail, well, but he's going to get impeached. I think Mueller, I think Mueller, once you get one of these special prosecutors on you, it's like a pit bull. It's like, even if he doesn't find anything in relation to the, the Russia he collusion, he'll find so deep. This dude has been a New York real estate developer for decades yeah. if you think he doesn't have shady stuff yeah, there are dead people under and, a lot of buildings and once you're yes and once you're raiding his campaign manager you subpoenaing his go family down that hole. it's it's well Ken Starr got, got Clinton on something completely different than what he was investigating and then Ken Starr and then Ken, Ken Starr is the head, the head of Baylor. Baylor he was the president so when of all those people at Baylor all those football players at Baylor started raping people Ken Starr was like he uh, was, I need. To I think leave. I need to leave. I, I think, think I, I should step I don't, down. It, that all happened on my watch. Yeah, I was cool with Art Bryles. I was the guy who was cool with Art Bryles. But the idea that he's he's fucked. I mean, I would like to see him go to jail and get ass raped to sleep every night. That's a boy can dream. A boy can hope. Sure, boy you're allowed dream. to dream. But I'm I, fine with that. I don't know that that's gonna happen. I I I am gonna agree with you. Yeah. But this move to distract and try to put himself into the debate. Well, if it is if it is a distraction, which it probably is, right, it's oh, it like is. then you have to, in, in some ways, if you want to take a step back, it's like maybe Trump's most brilliant thing is that he is able to control the narrative like totally. no politician I've totally. ever seen. Like it's like it's this constant battle between the media trying to control the narrative well, and Trump trying you, to do it. And Trump wins like every time. Can I tell you why? The They're I just talking you? about his tweet all day. I know. Well, and it's like, what do you do? You guys are insane. But right I'll now. tell you why. I'll tell you why. Why the the narrative controlling is better done by this guy than ever before? It's because he decides instead of he's like I don't want you to focus on me losing here. A 
other politicians in the past would be like, focus on us winning over yes. here. He's like, don't focus on me losing here. Focus on me losing over uh, here. Well, that's, so I'm yeah, going to lose yeah. this dumb debate about fucking sports. I'm going to be a dumbass. Yes, and, try a to lot, t- and a lot of that is throwing red meat to his base, too, because oh, totally. his base True. loves it. So it's like the people who already hate him get very worked up, but and they were already against base, him anyway. But by his base, of- you mean white nationalists and white supremacists. <laughs> but okay, I, no, I disagree. I think it's a lot bigger than that, and I think that's a big mistake by the left to like, lump no, no, them no, all I know. in. They're Listen, not all, but I, I mean, think, I think for the most part. But don't you think he's lost some? some he's lost some of. He's yeah. lost some of the middle Anyone thinkers. Anyone who the polling seems to indicate that his base is strong. Can't trust a the lot. polling though. You can't trust the polling. Because That's actually not true though. You know, like the polling wasn't that off. That's just something Trump says. Like it wasn't, the polling, he was, it was within the margin of error. Like the the thing is that he. No, won. I think a lot of people though wouldn't admit that they would. A lot of people wouldn't admit when polled that they would do it. And so I think Maybe. that that the polling in the end maybe was. You know, closer in the margin. I'll, I'll of it. say this: I'm like a I'm like a radical, hardcore libertarian. Yes. So to me, the idea of a so president, you're right, you're right on twenty percent of the issues. <laughs> so that's fine. Let's just. I, I, <laughs> however you see it, but I, to me, a president, the guy who's like it, it controls the government, controls the most powerful military, coming in and saying he wants to see people fired for exercising their Crazy. free speech is like insane to me. Like way off. And then on top of that, it's like the whole like. The, the whole thing where the military pays the NFL to get the players onto the field for the flag to be up to make it this, like, you praise the flag and they if you question it, if you dissent. Like, this is what the most oppressive countries do. They, like, punish people. Now, I, I understand we're not sending Kaepernick to a work camp like North Korea. No. But still, it's like, why would you even want to go down that no, road? No, they tried to, but no work camp would take him. Even though he was totally... <laughs> they said, he was a guy I mean, who he was, was qualified to be at all kinds I was of like, work you camp. tell me this isn't a guy... guy runs a, five, a four six forty and he's not good enough for your work camp? You, you tell oh, me shit. this guy, he's That's not great. in the top 64 work campers in the fucking hole? At least to be a backup at a mid-range? His record's like 500. That's true. But I do think someone like at the same time so I'm, I'm all for that but then it's also like the thing where Kaepernick which just drives me up the wall is anyone like protesting uh uh, mass incarceration and police brutality, putting a Fidel Castro thing on your jacket to me just makes my skin crawl. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, that come on, me, you can't miss the mark that yeah, much. But, yeah, but that to me gonna... is but that to me is stupid and like yes, I, that, that's, that's all... just that's just dumb. But but and I'll and to me I'm like, eh, who fucking cares? I'm like, whatever. I guess I feel like I'm uh, I, I get that it's just stupid and, and yes, I agree. He has the right to say whatever he wants to. I think the NFL has the right to handle it the way they want to handle it too. I By just think way, Trump NFL... should stay out. Well, like it's it's their own you know. It is their own thing, but all Trump is doing is, and the crazy thing is that the NFL is 70% black. The NFL's fans are 80% white, Mm -hmm. and Trump is saying, I am now going to put the wedge in. And the bummer is – the bummer for a lot of people is that they go to sports – to exit, escape. escape. And by the way, the people who listen to this podcast are like, why are you talking about politics so much? Because this, But it is part of the fucking week that we're having. And it's also interesting that this is what got everybody so interested in it because this is kind of, football is so huge. You know, say whatever you want to. It's like this huge thing. And it's our culture. The, the whole Trump thing is a culture war. Yeah. You know, it's not really a political it issue. Is not. Clinton versus Trump was not really a political nope. fight. It was much more of a like, who are you? Who are we as a country? Who do you see? And it's, this like, do you think America is like a bad racist country that needs to make up for its sins? Or do you think America is this great, awesome country that needs to be praised? And that, to me, is really a lot of I don't know if that's what, 100% the message. It's, I, like, it's like a little bit of a caricature of each other. I think side. you could say, do you think this country has too many people in it that don't look like me? Or do you think this country – and on the same page, do you think this country was better when it was the 1970s and there were just more white people doing things that were – you know, like we didn't let – I think – 
I will take you back. Back to our heritage is code word for let's go back to a yeah, time. But you know, I don't know if you when... if you want to break it down. Bernie Sanders said a lot of things that were kind of like he didn't make it his slogan in the same way, but like he would say these things where he's like, "We've got to get back to a time, back to a thing." Like, there's a yeah. lot of people who look. I, we are better Bernie than we've Sand- ever but been. Bernie, Sand- Bernie Sanders, what his his back to a time stuff was. By the way, we can go back to different times. But was economically sure. based, and, sure. and it was focused on a time when there actually was a middle class. I, yes, that. yes, but so I he think was for focusing a lot of that, on economics. I'm just saying for a lot but of yeah. the Trump people, I think it was an economic thing too. I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of people in the Rust Belt, yeah. I think for a lot of them were like, oh, you mean like, he was coming saying, I'm going to bring your jobs back. Now, totally. I don't think he has any idea Cannot how do to it. do that, no fucking but way. he came no, to these no people idea. and went, I'm going to bring your jobs That's back, right. and Hillary came to them and went, how offensive is Donald Trump? Right. Like, I understand why that other message was more attractive to them yeah, than her message. Absolutely. Like, because, he said the no-no word. But right, absolutely, right. because like, a lot of people in this country, and over time, just this country's movement towards... It's, as, way, it's way better yeah, to believe lazy. in... A, a, to, it's so much better to believe in something that won't happen than it is to face the reality and be like, yes. fuck, we got a lot and, of and, and, and they're very different, but I'll tell you, I had a lot of that. I mean, look, I... I, I a lot of people wanted to believe certain things about Obama. I really would have loved for all these wars to be ended and Gitmo to be closed and, you know, like the, the military budget to be cut. I would have loved that. Instead, we got the highest military budgets ever, the longest wars in American history. You Except know, like he it's did like pull it's, people out of uh, Iraq, Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, and then he sent 40,000 more into Afghanistan, doubled up on that war. It's now the longest war in American history. We've got nothing for it. So Afghanistan I'm just saying, is a terrible but, war but that you will never and, win. And yes, w- which we never should have done. Never should have gotten yes. into. So it's, I'm just saying a lot of Obama things, a lot of Obama things were like big disappointments. But a lot of it is also that, and I think this is exposed by Trump too, the president doesn't run nearly as much as we you pretend he does. You can't run as much. The only thing he can run, and this is where I think he, he – and this is a problem. And, this, and again, he tweets so that he can circumvent the, all, the, all the losses that he's having. The thing he can run is that the president for years and years up until this point and maybe never again unless a better person comes in. It's like when Leno took over The Tonight Show. Right. No, the the president serves as the moral compass for your country and should be making all the correct decisions to show people how to behave. This guy is a basically garbage juice with hair and skin. And so his moral – I don't give a shit what he's going for, and I don't give a shit who he's going towards his and who he's going to try and rope in. His moral compass is terrible. So when he goes after the football players, he's not going after people not representing the flag. There's a chance for him to talk to his base and go after the black athletes, which make up predominantly the NFL. You don't see – it wasn't a white guy who got down on one knee. It was a black guy who got down on one knee. And they are repeated, Michael Bennett and other NFL players that are – Upset about the way blacks are being treated in the United States, specifically by the police. I remember when Trump was like at the police and said, "Listen, you know, rough him up, rough him up a little bit. You got, you got, you got a rapist. Don't put your hand on his head. Let him, let his head hit the car." And I'm like, "Well, wait a minute. That actually goes against what our nation is all about, which is you're innocent until proven guilty. You're saying." You got this guy, and he's guilty because you got him in this moment, and maybe he's not guilty. And so to me, I'm like, well, wait a minute. That is just a, literally a smudging of the edge of what's going on. Yeah. So he goes after the athletes here in the NFL. It is a nut to me. It's another sign of, like, he's going after black people Well, I, so to it, his you white know, What's base. crazy about it is, like, it, you know, right, like the, there's this weird thing where it's like the accusation is constantly that Trump is dog-whistling bigotry right and and it's you know it's obviously there are like racial so there's a racial element to this totally. thing with kaepernick like I, you'd be crazy not to say that i think it's like honestly what's just like really disappointing for me in general is just how much i think every side is obsessed with race still 
It's like everyone, though. And, and the left wing, too, is just, you talk to a real left wing person, there is no one more obsessed with race. I mean, they're just as obsessed as the alt right is with race. It's just from the opposite perspective. It's like your white privilege or his. And it's like just like. But, but, but it, truthfully, it, truthfully, I see, you know, we do our other podcast is Dumb People Town. And it's a lot of mostly white people doing ridiculous, stupid things and and pushing the cops in a way that like you would. Well, not the police believe. stuff, I'm, I'm with you on. I, I've the, been against the police the cops, state forever. That's that's insane. Pushing and, the cops to a level where I'm like, holy shit, if this person was black, they'd be dead. Right. Well, I also we, I'm, I'm one of the people who believe this is like my old bleeding heart libertarian belief, which I still have not shed at all. But like you know, the highest murder rate in American history mm-hmm. was under prohibition. And uh, when we repealed prohibition, it cut in half within a year, and then a half again by the second year. So you're like just a went down and down legalized down. marijuana I'm, across the board. End the war on drugs. You will transform the I same am, way we did ending the prohibition. You will transform the most 100% criminal neighborhoods. In agreement it's with you, it's all on about that. black markets. This is why we have the gang violence we have. Why we have the the, mur- the the horrific crime rates that we have. It's not. It's like why do we have all this gun violence that no other countries have? Like, well, we have a war on drugs that none of them have, and we create this black market in a way that none of them do. And it also gives us. Five percent of the world's population and twenty-five percent of the world's prison population. I, well, mean, I know just, the incarceration rates for people who are and and by the way, you know, you want to bring it back to the NFL and back to because I sincerely believe that there is a ridiculous. It, it's so it's so hypocritical to say you cannot smoke marijuana and yet here we'll prescribe you as much uh, hydrocodone and opiates as we can so NFL players leave the league after three years of playing getting just imagine being in a car accident every Every day day. 20 times a day 20 times a day being in a legitimate car accident I don't know why I've been watching how hard guys are getting hit in college because we watch a ton of college football because college football is now four games into the season. So I've been watching I've been watching the hits. There have been some insane hits. Imagine that happening three or four times a day in practice. Is it kids? Times a day. You know, and, like, kids. and your brain isn't even fully developed. I mean, at that age, right? Isn't it until like 25 or something 25, like that? 25, the frontal line. Yeah. I'm 45. My brain is still, <laughs> still, not still developing. No, but the idea that what if I were to give you as what if the doctor or the team doctor or whoever prescribed you uh, in a pill bottle that looks like Oxycontin or oxy, you, you know, hydrocodone, Vicodin, right you could pick up it right. It looks same bottle. The shape of the pill is exactly the same. It's in a little pill that's circle. exactly the same. Little, little white s- circle. Little white circle. And instead of uh, opiates, it's weed. It's THC. And to help you, and by the way, there are tons of athletes and pro athletes that live in Denver who are like, Guess what oh, I yeah. do when I'm guess what I do when I come home from practice and I'm like aching and whatnot. I smoke a joint. I have an edible and whatnot. So the fact that like we could we should push to that. Yeah. And it's not just pot. Uh, just you're, you're, I 100% agree with you. I think that, I think it's like I don't even know what the argument against that is. Uh, but I also think there is there's, no there's lots of ar- there, there's lots of other things too. The FDA s- suppresses all types of like alternative like like medicines mm-hmm. all the time where it's like they're just not allowed because what it basically becomes because is Merck this big isn't thing like making it. Exactly. Because who's lobbying you? Joe you decide, and then it's oh, very conveniently, it's like this, this government that's owned by big pharma only yeah. decides like this is what we're going to legalize. And this so is what then we're I would push. say that's why that's another reason why. And by the way, everybody's bad. It's not just him, but that's another reason why this is a very bad dude to be in charge because well, the, the, of his attitude towards and, and business uh, and his fucking buddies and all that. And, shit. and Jeff Sessions on yeah. this issue was just like a horrific attorney Sessions general is like, on this issue particularly. Yeah, he's like, like medieval he's, times. This is a guy who says he's on record saying good people don't smoke weed 
and you're just like, wow, man, like wow. that is the simplistic is as splitting as mentality a of, an author- of an authoritarian. Totally. Because that's what you have to do. It's like, oh, I'm not doing anything inhumane. These aren't humans over here. Right. You know, like these are all that's the it. bad people. So then there's no moral issue with like throwing a 19 year old kid in a cage for 10 years because he had a plant. By but the we, way, you know, he like, had a plant, and had he been 30 miles east. Across the Colorado state line, he's fine. Oh, that's it. right. That's, you so know funny, what I'm like, saying? We like, can do one that. of the two things with you. It's like we can either go like, like, uh, oh, we're throwing you in a cage or have a good day. Like, but by the both way, of those are options. But I love that you're bringing that up because I think it's actually a great metaphor for the NFL and what's going on, which is that, okay, Denver is showing you, and we're about to go to Denver next weekend and do shows in Denver. I'm telling you, we've been going for the last— Small plug. We're going to— Small plug. We'll be at uh, Comedy Works, but out in the, uh, in South, the suburbs, and South we'll be Club. in Boulder the, the night the Dairy before, Arts Dairy Arts Center on Wednesday. Love those shows and how that city has transformed and how it is hopping in a way. Yeah. It is an economy that is booming, and we were there before we was Restaurants. Legal. Bars. We were there after weed is legal, and I'm telling you, the growth that is happening there is happening there in a way that is not happening in states where weed is not legal. And so I think it kind of brings to the forefront, hey, guess what? Denver isn't collapsing as a yeah. society. Everybody's still working, and it actually people is aren't running up on right. each other with guns. it's not bad people. The whole thing is like it's not bad people who are doing it. It's fine because when, you, when it's not a criminal activity, you tend to not get scumbags in it. Like yeah. when it's a criminal activity, most decent people are like, oh, well, I'm not going to like open up a weed shop. I'm not risking 20 years right. in jail. I'm right. not going like, to leave my family. people living outside so the margins so thinking of a way. It's, it, what's so funny is that right after, so right after uh, Prohibition was repealed, uh, and the crime rate started dropping down. All the the you know all the gangsters who were created under prohibition, like Al Capone and all these other guys who were created, uh, they all went into the. Uh, it's so obvious you can trace it. So then they went to gambling. They went to the other That's prohibitions. Right. They all went into prostitution and gambling. gambling. It's like right. they have to go into a voluntary uh, prohibited I mean, field look, where there's no ser- victim. There's secret, no victim. Secret in- service men got to fuck. That's right. So you need prostitution. We're coming back to your special. Stressful job. job. No, but my point is that that states like. Uh, Colorado and states like Washington and now California and places like that are bringing to the front, to the forefront, and the same way that Colin Kaepernick, now that it's spread around that everybody is kneeling, a bunch of people are kneeling, and so you're like, okay, it's not a football decision now. So everybody's kneeling now. You still got a problem with this first guy who was the first guy to do it? Everybody's doing it. So now you actually have to make a decision based on him, based on his actual talent and and what's going on with that. And so the, the last thing I'll say about the protest is that you know, one of the greatest moments, and I know it pissed off a lot of people at the time, but one of the greatest moments, I think, in sports history was in 1968, Mexico City, when John Carlos and Tommy Smith, during the national anthem, held right. up a fucking black power fist. Now, were they, were they saying, fuck the anthem? No. They were taking a moment where the whole world was watching, and they did a peaceful quiet protest they never lived it down both those guys had really it 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 dogged them for the rest of their lives i'm saying i would much rather dudes lock arms get on a knee do whatever they can in a peaceful way than drive a car into a crowd full of people so i think a peaceful protest is what this country and what the military and all these fucking people are fighting for and so to 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 shush it in any way shape or form shows how fucking close look I, I completely agree with you and i think that's a really good point you made about like the, the rather than a car going you know when you suppress speech it comes out in ugly ways and this is true on any end of the political what spectrum. did dale earnhardt Don't, jr tweet out today he tweeted out a quote was it from today or yesterday, yesterday from JFK, JFK 
which said the second you silence peaceful protests, they turn into violent protests. JF motherfucking shot in the head K. And, but that's what, and that, by the way, Dale I agree Earnhardt, with that. Jr. That's why I'm, my whole thing is like I'm fine with like I, I support freedom of speech for everybody. Let the KKK march in their ridiculous fucking outfits. Let them all. Oh, sorry, am I supposed to curse on this? Yeah, uh, let them, let them, you know, let them all because they're, they're ridiculous and you will beat these guys. There are better ideas than what yeah. they have. They will be. But when you silence them, you give them a strong argument. Like now they can go back to their base and go, see, they yeah. won't even let us speak. See, and that, that like it's like, and but look, I, I agree with you. I think people should protest and bring these issues up. And the other example I would just use is uh, like Muhammad Ali, uh, uh, not going to now, Vietnam. Who was that? Who was that? Muhammad Ali? <laughs> yeah, he was a Cassius boxer. Clay. Oh, Cassius, Cassius Clay. Clay. Okay, I'm okay, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, Cassius 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 Jason. But not, not going to uh, not going to Vietnam and and taking a stand against that career. Horrific. War that was started on lies, just this mass slaughter mm-hmm. of like and third world people, and the and, backlash he took, yeah. the backlash he took, and then for him to come back and beat George Great. Foreman or for, for George him, Foreman yeah. in Kinshasa. Yeah, you saw when we were kings that documentary. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, Fucking incredible, unbelievable yeah. Doc, sports documentary. Right, let's take a break. Yeah, we'll take Bobby. a break. Boom, bye. When we come back, uh, a little more with Dave Dave Smith. Is it Dave? It's pronounced Dave Smith. Dave. Dave Smith. You got to check out his special, Libertas, on the Gas Digital Network. Uh, this is on the regular. We are on the regular. We're back with more of you from the Chiefs. It's right after this. It is the bird, more like an eagle. This is my movie. Stay tuned for the sequel. Seems so wrong. Seems so illegal. Set this in the back like a foul ball free throw. Yep, yep. You know that I go. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide, plus massive data capacity, plus spam blocking features. And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business, so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with five plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase, auto pay, and paper free billing required. Terms apply. Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu slash partnerships. That's wgu.edu slash partnerships. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to View from the Cheap Seats. We are the Scholar Brothers. Follow us on Twitter. Follow Dave Smith on Twitter. You are Comic Dave Smith. Comic Dave Smith. I'm surprised you couldn't get Dave Smith. It's, uh, someone beat me. Surprised to it. someone beat you to it. Uh, listen to his podcast, Legion of Skanks, which he does with Big J Okerson, one of the funniest comedians out there. You guys and uh, Louis J Gomez and Louis J Gomez on that as well. The three of you guys, a nice, fun, dirty podcast. Yep. And if you're digging the political talk that we've been hitting on here, he has a political podcast. Part of the problem. Part of the problem. So check those out. 
Uh, and again, if, if you're new to our podcast because you're following Dave over here, welcome. We'd love to have you uh, rate and review. Subscribe to this one. Uh, we dig it. And what we do right now is we find three crazy weird stories from the world of sports. And we talk about them, Rand. And we were just talking about the NFL. So the fallout, because then there is like public fallout or, you know what I mean, or, or excuse me, like business fallout from right. all of this stuff. So DirecTV just announced that they're reportedly offering NFL Sunday ticket, which I used to have but don't have anymore. Yeah. I'm thinking of like getting rid of DirecTV completely. I've I'm like ready to. I'm, ticket. You're about to pull, rip the cord out? Yeah. Refunds. They're offering Sunday ticket to refunds of fans who are angered by the protests. Wait, if you're, you're getting that, a free ticket? I just have to pretend to be angry about the protests? NFL Sunday yeah, ticket. They is, might get rid of Sunday ticket for you. You might you might lose Sunday ticket. Oh, oh, but they oh, will NFL give you NFL Sunday your money ticket back. is like. Oh, no, no, no. No, I know. It's you get all the games. You get all right? the you games. Get everything. So, okay. no. Oh, okay. So, forget it that. It allows so Sunday take. ticket to, to have Sunday's ticket and you utilize Sunday ticket. You are saying one of two things. I don't have a family. Or I don't give a shit about my I don't family. give a shit about my family. Because you're yeah. going to watch that all day. NFL, every game, it costs $280. Ordinarily, you cannot get a refund for that service once the season starts. This year, however, DirecTV oh, wow. is offering an unprecedented refund for at least some subscribers who are canceling their subscription due to anger over players protesting for the national anthem. You know how a lot of your friends who love sports say, hang on a second, guys. I got to get home to see the anthem. <laughs> I can't. I got to get there at the very beginning through warm-ups because if I'm not Isn't there— Isn't that—that's exactly— Because it's like these guys the are such anthem. hypocrites. It's like nobody yeah, is do. actually sitting there and standing up for the anthem at home. You guys are like cracking a beer and running to take a piss while the Anthems on. If the game hasn't started, like if the game hasn't started, you are not. Anthem's not even a great song. I'm going to say that it's not a great song. If we're talking about Atlantic City by Bruce Springsteen and people are sitting down on that, well, then I'm going to call you on that. Fuck you. That's That's a great great song. song. That's the boss. You take a kneel to that, I'll fist fight you. That's 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 more of a song. On the Jersey Turnpike, I'll fist fight (laughs) you. That's more of a song about America than the anthem ever will be. (laughs) By the way, there's only one time that the anthem ever like actually put like. We'll do use the Jewish word spilkies in my fucking head and got me excited was when Whitney, Whitney Houston, Houston sang it in the nineteen ninety two Super Bowl. I'll try and find it right find now. It, find I'll it. fucking find it. But I'm just telling that you. That was the greatest love because that woman was high on crack when she did that shit. Yeah, that was good. Sweat, she was sweating out crack, Bobby Brown on her ass. I mean, this that was the time where she was delivering. She believed the children were our future. That's the only time the anthem was relevant for one Frickin the, she, okay, I'm gonna play the national anthem with Whitney Houston. Well, and DirecTV wants hang to on. There's a money. there's an ad at the beginning of this. Direct DirecTV wants to give you give these people's money back. By the way, if but, they want to be stupid and do that, then that then I guess this is the. Yeah, only, I don't understand. It's just fake. You're not really outraged. Same, where the fuck is? Where's right, Whitney? I don't know. It's coming. It's happening. God. All right, here. Just what is happening? Okay. And now to honor America, so especially the brave men and women serving our nation in the Persian Gulf and throughout the Persian, world. Do you say Persian Please Gulf? Join in the singing of our Go national anthem. One? The anthem will be followed by a flyover of F-16 jets. All right, from stop the explaining what it is. Tactical training That's wing Frank Mobile Gifford. Air Frank Gifford. Okay, and we'll like telling us all what a flyover is. Thanks, yeah. Frank. Thanks, Frank. Oh, a flyover is where the planes fly <laughs> over the stadium? That's An airplane has two wings. Okay, Whitney Houston, who is dressed in what can only be described as a 68-year-old Jewish man from Florida's Sunday wear. Walking. His walking. <laughs> okay. This is the only time she was great, man. I, I'm telling you, I, there's something inside of me that wants me to, that wants to stand up right now. Right? 
best version of it. This is the best version of the anthem ever. She's a powerful voice. She's powerful, like, man. And she's not even like at a hundred percent. Now she's like, now she's like, who? Who? She's literally asking who's brought it, it was. It was. She's asking a fucking question. Nobody asked a question on that line. She's asking a question to America. This is like she just picked one up and she turned around and noticed that the defenders are 20 yards behind her. She's like, I'm walking this shit in the end zone. I don't need to run in the end zone at this point. I feel like she's singing this song to every dude who's ever cheated on her. To be like, you missing out on this shit. Listen to this. She's smiling like, can you believe this is coming out of me? She's looking around like, I don't fucking get it either. She's like fireworks at Disneyland. Like you can't, like you just eat it up. I mean, I feel like I'm at like the Disney Main Street right now. Just look at this. Just bring it on home, girl. You're going to be dead in a bathtub in 20 years. Bring it on home. This is the best version of this song ever, ever, ever. Bobby Brown promised her a fat crack rock and she nailed it. What? Where'd that come from? Watch this. Fucking unbelievable, right? The end of that song... I got tingles. I got uh, tingles. I'm that's telling. the only time that song's ever been good. That's the You're only right. time. By the way, that's the only time that ever. You think when Carly Wait Ray Jepsen sings it, it means fucking anything? That right there. That is the only that's time. That's the one where I can set aside all my BS about like jingoistic bullshit. All of like, it and be like, you should is. be standing for that one. There it but is. That happened. <laughs> Get up, I'm Colin. sure we were slaughtering Iraqis at the time. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> we were. If she was singing that, if she came back to life, okay, this is not going to happen, but if she came back to life and was in an NFL game and Colin Kaepernick was on a team and he was sitting down and she sang that version of that like, thing. You got to get up. You got to get up. Get up. I'm get sorry. Up. I believe in everything you're protesting about. I love that it's you know what? You know what? Neil for the first burst, but you better get up. <laughs> you better at the get end. the fuck Just up. Just a bunch of young black men would pull their pants up and turn their hats around or something. Yeah, like get like the fuck up. Go, you know what? Here, we, get up right now. They would get up and be like, maybe we were wrong. Because it's just a, got like thugs and cops hugging. Uh, it's a racist song that a third verse came out of. It's like yeah, all the wrong importance gets put on that. It becomes a funnel for everybody's, you know, a look, flashpoint. Look, I, I, and and by the way, let me make it clear that I love this country. I let me make it clear, not that I even have to justify it, but I just have to say it. But I, it's good to hear that I love this country. <laughs> I love what this country does for people. I love the opportunity for this country. I've traveled around the world, and I don't think there is a better country than this country for so many reasons. I love what this country has it given does, our family. It, it does seem to me like that is a little bit like. Like, I think uh, there's too much, there is too much of this caricature on, on both sides. You yeah. see, like, on the right, it's like, America's perfect and can't do any wrong. wrong. And on the left, it's like, it's just a story of, like, slavery and racism yeah. and evil. And you're like, it really is so much more nuanced than both of those views. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's it's a great country that's done a lot of uh, fucked up shit. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, we should try me, to improve that. What you're describing is essentially soccer flopping. And this is what we heard from, like, people who know a lot about soccer. And, and we love, I actually love English Premier League soccer, but we're like, why do they flop so big? Why do they flop so big? And someone said they flop so big, like when someone grazes their leg, they just go down like they were just shot in the back in front like they were in front yeah. of Reagan. Uh, <laughs> your, your bit. Uh, they, get, they, they literally flop like they've been shot in the back of the head because the ref is standing 
80 yards away. And if if he if you just kind of go down, yeah. he's not going to see and he's not going to call. He's got to run all the way across the field, and they're not looking at it that way. Like So there should be more refs on the field. Like, come on, soccer, you're making a ton of money. Add another ref. Put huh. another guy. But they're like, he has to over. So that's essentially what's happening is like we have to say that the country is to shit because if we don't sound the alarm, then – People are going to think that it's fine. We right. have to say that it's perfect because, because so many people are sounding the alarm, alarm, and so it becomes this thing. But I agree with you; it is far, far, far more nuanced. And I think if you can, this is the only thing I'll say about the the Direct TV thing: if you can, in some way, tell Direct TV that you are outraged by the protest and wind up getting money back from that fucking <laughs> place that wants to raise your rates, and you can screw Direct TV in some way or another, please do it. I am saluting so you right like now. So you're like the means justify the ends. Oh, if you I'm, can hurt DirecTV, there's you nothing hurt more DirecTV. American than taking money back from. from Speaking, but I just it's like the, I've, and the left has certainly been guilty of this a lot over the last few years. But I just it's like people like convince themselves that they're actually outraged about something you're not really outraged about. Like you're, you're not, you're not actually offended by this, but you've convinced yourself you are, and it just it's, sucks. Well, what happens is it gets tied up into another issue, which you actually are really right, outraged right. about, but then you just kind of hitch the wagon yes, to it to make exactly it a longer right. train it's like someone it's like some some social justice warrior being offended by a comics joke it's like almost the same thing to me it's like you're putting some other thing on this oh, that isn't even there the like, problem i have about getting offended by a comics joke is that sometimes we as comedians go far and make and and sound the bell or go right. way past to the extreme to extreme to make a point and sometimes if that gets taken out of context, it's seen as just like a statement. And so that's where you get into trouble when people are like, you said this and you're like, nope, nope, nope. Understand how I said this and why I said what I did. I'm actually on your side. I'm right. using this point to make a point of how ridiculous this thing that I'm saying well, it's like, is. Well, it's like if you said like whatever, like Requiem for a Dream or a movie like that, uh-huh. you were like, oh, you're talking. You know, it's like, no, the whole point is drugs ruin your life. And this yeah, is no, kind Requiem of like for a Dream show, like- is got so many people into drugs. And they're like, well, they missed the fucking point of the movie. <laughs> because that is the craziest movie I've ever seen. All right, speaking of uh, refs in soccer, four refs banned for life after failed match-fixing attempt in Malawi. So this is Blantyre, Malawi. This is in Africa. Four football referees in the Southern... I'm in two Malawian... uh Soccer fantasy leagues. Okay, so, so this is going to affect my not way to this You have the refs. Yeah, I have refs. <laughs> you get a point for each ref. <laughs> for a ref it's like bribe, a, it's like an RPR. Yeah, a ref bribe is two points. It's an RPR um, league. So, uh, country of Malawi, it's has, a ref keeper league. So too. they've I've been, had these guys for like eight years. So they've been banned for life for match fixing after they received just twenty dollars between them to fix a game. Oh Jesus! Then returned fifteen dollars to the team for doing the who did the bribing because they still lost. So they tried to it's fix It's like when game. Trump was tweeting for that guy who was, he was supposed oh, yeah. to help. Yeah. Uh, what's the guy's name? He has like the Batman villain name. Luther Strange. Luther Strange. Right. Trying to get Luther Strange elected and then he didn't get elected. He just deleted all the tweets. <laughs> <laughs> like, By the way, Luther, Stra- <laughs> Luther Strange, best pimp name ever. Yeah, Luther really Strange, is. right? It's yeah. like, his name's Luther. I want a Luther's bitches. <laughs> all right, referee Aziz Niriata, no. no. Niriata, assistant referees. Z's li- needed 20 bucks. Yeah, Limbani Chizambi. Look, apparently they're not giving him Parks and Rec money. <laughs> and and Stefano like- Gomani and fourth official Jimmy Peary were all found guilty for fixing National Cup match between two lower league teams. I mean, this is when gambling gets involved. You're talking about gangsters and the gamble. And, dude, I, I, am, um, I will be amazed to see what happens when... 
professional sports teams are playing in Las Vegas. But that, that is what weirdly what it's what we protects go. us is that in America is that our athletes make so much money because mm-hmm. that's why like the nineteen nineteen you know Black yeah, Sox and yeah. all that stuff because it's like if you're not making that that's why they can get these guys if you're not making that much money I don't know what they're making but if twenty bucks can bribe you twenty you're not bucks making a can lot bribe you there were NFL players NFL players in the seventies who had to go take jobs in the off season yeah. to like bag groceries in the off season like, so if you're doing that now if you're if you're someone like you know, if you're Carmelo Anthony, mm-hmm. like or may something he, like that, it's may like he you... rest in peace. He's not dead. <laughs> he's not dead. Just a good night's sleep. sleep. Right, I agree, man. <laughs> in Oklahoma City, he's going to have to hop on a Casper mattress. Well, he's on a work. competitive team again. Yeah, uh, I but, know. Uh, Thank God. Yeah. Well, you know, I kind of do think Melo gets a little bit too much of the blame, to be honest, on the next like. We'll but uh, on his wife. But uh, um, <laughs> but honey, anyway, but it's like, you know, it's just like a weird like those guys are worth so much. Like you would have to bribe so much. I mean, what would you have to pay LeBron James to throw a game to Billions risk of dollars. to risk his whole Billions thing? You know, yeah. Of dollars. Yeah. So it's probably not going to happen. He did not. These guys you could get for like a burger. Well, ex- exactly. <laughs> so the, and they didn't even do it right. And they returned fifteen dollars. Well, by the way, if it's a professional sporting event, right, for refs to be. But that's not enough to guarantee. I mean, basketball, you know what I mean? Like, basketball, so you're maybe. putting the blame on the basketball, people who only gave the 20 bucks. You got to fill you look if you're, you get what you pay you got to you got to at least keep it close. You got to give the rest what, a shot. Yeah. You get what you pay for. You're going to drop down $20 to fix the match. It may not get fixed. Well, you didn't buy the premium package. That's 35. You know, <laughs> Thank like you, you didn't buy, you just I'm calling DirecTV and getting rid of the, play, <laughs> the premium Malawi, Malawi package. Yes. <laughs> Malawi soccer Mala- fixing Malawi package. Tuesday ticket. Cuz all games are Tuesday at 3 a.m. Uh, all right. Finally, finally, Ric Flair, uh, almost dead. I mean, this guy has been this guy has been through it. All right, he almost dies. Ric Flair's opponent from Saginaw City, Michigan, Dave, Dave Smith. Smith. He's already in the ring. Uh, Ric Flair almost dies. And currently in the ring, apparently the Howard Finkel voice. <laughs> so now he has to deal with Ron Jeremy, basically calling him out on his sex numbers. I don't know if you heard, but Ric Flair said that he fucked uh, ten thousand women. 10,000 women. And Ron Jeremy's going to come out now when Ric Flair's weak? I yeah. mean, first of all, any, if you're going to believe anybody about fucking 10,000 women, it's, Ron Jeremy is the one guy. I mean, Will Chamberlain's dead, so now you got to talk to Ron Jeremy. Porn legend Ron Jeremy said, there's no way, all caps, Ric Flair banged more than 10,000 chicks, according to TMZ Sports, the uh, official, official word on record sports. on this yeah, stuff. The paper Just record. ain't possible. Jeremy knows a little something about it. Uh, he's been named number one on AVN's 50 top porn stars of all time. That's What does that get you? I, I mean... That's something you put on a tombstone. I think you put that. <laughs> you definitely on a put that. You know what that gets you? Herpes. That's right. Exactly. That gets you. B that gets a. you something you can't get rid of. To overview, I think he's lying. Jeremy explains why he thinks uh, the Nature Boy is fibbing, saying that the number would require a full-time woohoo regimen that he doesn't think Flair is humanly capable of. So. Ron Jeremy. So Flair's Flair's sixty nine. Is he about sixty eight? Sixty nine. But he let's is, round him to seventy, right? Let's he, give him an extra year. Probably his f his his banging days started. Let's give him a head start and say it started fourteen, at 15. When 15. did he start styling and profiling? But let's know. say it was right around there. It was shortly after 15, he started getting late. Fifteen, yeah, fifteen. So, but like fifteen up to probably twenty, maybe if he was active, maybe he banged fifty people. All right, then in his twenties, when he started becoming a wrestler and started really get like ten thousand means you got to be. And there's only 365 days in the in a year, and you'd have to be with someone different every night to essentially within a decade I get 3,000. You could get 
Yeah, you could get so 200. So let's say 200. You did 200 a year. Over a 10-year period, that's 2,000. Yeah, that's hard, really hard. Over 40 to years, you that's 8,000. 40 years is 8,000, so from 20 to 60. So you're telling me that, he that from sit- 60 to 70, he pulled 2,000 other women or more than that. I'm not buying you it. you got to be having regular orgies. In and then you count everyone in the off. orgy, even though you're only having sex with one of them. No, you. Well, maybe you you bang all. You of them. dip it in all I mean, the way around is, and count yeah, it. Yeah. This is like this dip is and like, count. By the way, this dip is count, bro. It's this the only is way the to same, get there. Right. Dip and count, by the way, bro. this is the same discussion that people are having about abortion ever. Like, when does <laughs> when does the fuck count? I mean, is it full penetration? Is it do you is bring it, when, it to is, it, is it when she agrees? Is it when she agrees? When she gives consent, he counts it. Look, it is not possible. Rick Flair. I I don't like the dog piling on Rick Flair while he's down. He is a legend. But here's the crazy thing is that I love that Ric Flair is now sick enough that guys like Ron Jeremy, who, by the way, we've met both Ric Flair and Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy thinks that he can take a shot at him because he's like, what, is this guy going to call me out into the ring and bring like an IV up into the ring? Twelve years ago. He he might. Twelve years ago, Ric Flair would have done that. Yeah, maybe. Randy saw Ric Flair at the signing of the stars. We hosted the signing of the stars for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. University of Michigan. Randy saw it. Uh, met Ric Flair. He said, Ric Flair. I was, was hosting the event, and Ric Flair like starts giving a speech, and I'm literally watching. 4,000 people. I'm watching Ric Flair at the podium, and then I'm looking at the teleprompter that he's supposed to be reading <laughs> off of, and he's not saying anything that's on the tele- And the teleprompter is just rolling, and he's not saying anything, and he's going long. Okay? He, and he's going into the Flair. I'm the skywalker. Like, he's you going know, into Jet plane driving, and he's going on this whole thing. First of all, he gets really serious and said, I signed a letter of intent and you'd play for the University of Michigan. And after the first two weeks, I realized that I couldn't cut it as a football player. I thought he was going to start crying. Then he's like, then my kid went and played here. Or, well, and he starts really getting super serious. And then he realizes he's being too vulnerable. And so he gets it back up. And he <laughs> starts doing like these starts flareisms. Not even anywhere near the prompter. I got an IFB and there's like the director's like just – Cut him off. I'm like, you want me? I'm literally like, you want me to cut off Ric Flair? Yeah. I'm a small Jew. Cut him off. I'm not cutting anybody off. You see these legs? They can't take a figure four leg lock. Cut him off. So he's like, cut him off. So Rick then comes down and they're like, please do not allow Rick to sit down on the couch. Just get him off the stage. This is what I'm hearing in my ear. He finishes and then John Harbaugh's like, hey, Rick, you want to stay and join us? I was like, fuck. Oh this is God. the worst hosting gig ever. You have to just, bounce Rick Flair. I got to bounce Rick Flair. I'm like, this is not in my contract. And then like, do not let Rick talk. And then John is like, Rick, what do you think about this? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to. Sweet Jesus. <sighs> Randy, you needed Dusty Roads. I did dream. need, I did the need American Dusty Roads. dream right behind you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, Love that theme music. Right? He's Dusty just Rhodes. a common man. <laughs> I mean, Dusty Roads was pretty amazing. Oh, Dusty yeah. Roads was out of shape. Like, by the time we got a hold of Dusty Roads, he was. <clears throat> he was a guy who looked like, like there was a point in time in wrestling. If you want to go back to make America great again, there was a point in time in wrestling where all you had to be was a fat guy and own a speedo, and you could be a wrestler. Maybe you, you know, maybe talk and jive, and uh, you talk get on and out jive, there. Talk and jive, talk just and be sp- not afraid to be in the ring. That's it. That's all you needed. Now it's like WWE. You got to be like you got to be so ripped. You got to be so ripped. You look like a gay the riptification man. of America. The riptification of America. It's gone full was... circle around the cul-de-sac into gay culture. Uh, Vince McMahon got into it himself too. Like yeah, his whole he family. Right he roided uh, up. He roided up his whole family. Weird. Vince, if you're out there and you want to come on our podcast, let's fucking do it. Let's talk about it. Flip Open invite. Open invite, baby. Hey, the special is called Libertas. 
on the Gas Digital Network. Dave Smith, out. Gas Digital Network. Check it out. Check out his podcast. The both of them, Legion uh, of Skanks, and part of the problem. Uh, Dude, thanks for coming on, and thanks for the awesome and lively discussion. Uh, oh, we yeah. may not see eye to eye, but I do appreciate. Like, I think we see eye to eye. On I think more we than see eye to eye on we'll more than we probably think. have a large areas of agreement. But yeah, I really enjoyed talking with you guys. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And then coming up later again, got to remind you, Steven Seagal calling from Russia, probably using an international calling card that doesn't have much time on it. But uh, we will talk to him. So stay with us. All right, guys, as promised, uh, that was, by the way, really cool. I'm glad we yeah. did that uh, interview with uh, Dave Smith. Is that how you pronounce his name? I think it's DeVay. DeVay Smith. It's like David Diggs. Uh-huh. Uh, but I do like the fact that we have somebody on the show with differing uh, opinions on stuff. That always makes for a more compelling show. Totally. And, uh, and speaking, speaking of, of, we have uh, a gentleman joining us um, who – who has a lot of contrarian views when you think about the way the world's He actually going. has left the United States. I know he has residences and ranches and whatnot here in the United States. He is now living in Russia full-time. Uh, he is on the phone with us right now. We called him in the middle of the break, so he joins us now. Of course, we are talking about martial artist, ponytail enthusiast, and uh, just gun owner, Steven Seagal. Steven, how are you, sir? Konnichiwa. I noticed uh, you didn't say movie star. I oh, yeah, yeah. That's Sorry, assumed. lawman, movie star. International icon. Uh, well. National treasure. Okay, well, uh, you know. Well, you're not really a national treasure anymore. You don't want to be a national. yellow lens. Okay, yep. Le- yellow lens. Where it I am like. a national treasure for whatever uh, Country nation living I am in. Uh, at the time, it happens to be Russia. Russia? Yes. Is it Russia? Uh, I've heard Russia it's uh, Mother Russia. Uh huh. I don't uh, think that's right. Uh, but you, you, you have some strong views. We've been reading. We about... talked all about the NFL players kneeling and how it's a peaceful protest. And some people really, I look. Some people get very upset because they're going against the flag. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Uh, you know, to me, the first of all, kneeling is uh, a very inappropriate way. To you know, say that you're against anything. Why? Uh, first of all, obviously, it's very hard to kneel if you're going to yeah. ask somebody else to kneel with you. Mm-hmm. You know, why would you need to show people that you could go down on one knee mm-hmm. or on two knees? Mm-hmm. Especially, there's so many issues that need to be addressed. Okay. More importantly, like why do bus? Why does bus fare cost so much well, in America? That's, that a, that's a, an issue, issue that bothers you specifically for you. Like, but... why can't you just have say to someone, "I was in a movie with DMX. Can I get a ride?" Yeah, that's somewhere. Yeah, I mean that that actually is something that we should be protesting. Why? Why is there not more buffet buffets with access uh-huh. to people who? Uh-huh. Just need, need food. Yeah, okay. All right. So you know you're a big Those yeah. seem like a lot of issues crab that mean. Crab legs. Why is there not crab. more crab legs? Why is there not more crab legs? That's and a great idea, question. The idea, uh-huh. the, the idea, the idea uh-huh. that Vladimir Putin, uh-huh. uh, Putin. Vladimir Putin uh-huh. uh, doesn't address these things and doesn't care about these things is ridiculous to me because what I think is the biggest atrocity is how much it costs for a hot dog at an NFL game. Okay. The, okay. First of all, to get into the game, you have to convince them mm-hmm. who you are mm-hmm. and that you actually... No, most people have tickets. You buy a ticket. And we're in above the law, uh, and that takes so long for people to... Do you consider to... yourself above the law? 
I am above a law. Uh -huh. <laughs> I choose what law it is at the time. But you're going to be above. And Vladimir Putin, mm, he knows what that law is, and he allows me to okay, see so, what I... There's so much bread here. They okay. have lines for yes, it. Yes, yes. Show me where the line is I, for there bread. There is no bread line in the United States. Well, maybe it's Subway. I don't know. Subway, uh, I am sick and tired uh -huh. of those artists uh -huh. because Sandwich artists. they charge for extra mayo. Uh-huh. No, they don't, actually. They charge. If you keep saying, I want more, what? they eventually charge you. <laughs> Okay. Do you not trust me on this? I trust because you. Because Vladimir uh, Putin is a man who trusts me okay. and knows how much mayo I need on a mayo sandwich. Okay, listen. Okay, so you're so you're against the players protesting the flag. I understand if you want to protest how much it costs for Camacho's nachos. Okay. At a Los Angeles mm -hmm. Raiders game. Yeah. Yep. Then. I don't think the Raiders are in L.A. They're going to Vegas. They're going to be in Vegas. They're in L.A. They no, play in L.A. No, they don't. They play then, in Oakland. then you could say to your you could say to the players, you know what? I'm going to take a seat right here during the national you, anthem until you whatever song is. I don't understand why that's the important part. Yeah, okay. To me, they're protesting the cost of a lemon ice. Right. They're protesting the cost of chocolate covered almonds, which you can. Get at a Houston Oilers game. Okay. There is no Houston Oilers anymore. All right. Then Vladimir Putin. Okay. Oilers are Houston. All right. Good night. Uh, <laughs> Do you not understand what I'm no, trying I to say? No, I don't understand anything that you're saying, Stephen. I don't Just... understand why this country is so consumed How by much... being mad at Vladimir uh... Putin. All right. How much more time do you have on your calling card? Two minutes. Okay. All right, that's, well, you can we've, save we've, it. Save, save it. it. Save it because you may need to call again. Steven Seagal. Let me ask you guys this really quick. How many carry-ons am I allowed if I decide I want to come back? Uh, you get Two. one. One that can fit under your seat and one that can go in the above compartment above you. Can I wear all my kimonos yes, while they charge yes, me yes, extra they for wearing wear, more They won't charge you for wearing extra kimonos. Wear them all. You can still fit in one seat. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. There you go. Uh, there he is. Bye. Steven Seagal. Uh, goodbye. Right. Steven Seagal. Uh, wow. That cleared up nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great show today. Loved it. Fantastic. Thank you to Dave Smith. Uh, and uh, check out his Santa special, uh, Libertas. And come see us in uh, Denver next week. We will be in Boulder on Wednesday night at the Dairy, Dairy Arts, Arts Center. Center. Uh, Dairy Center for the Arts, and then the next night we will be at Comedy Works for our first time at the South Club, the Landmark, Landmark Club. Club. We'll be there Thursday, one show, two Friday, two Saturday. If you're in Denver, come see us. We'll be finding the funny out there, too. All right. So tell us what's funny about Denver. Punch Waterfalls. We'll see you next week. Meet me tonight in Atlantic City.